Hello, and welcome to the 19th episode of the Vintage Matches Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Johnson. On each episode of this podcast, I will pick a sporting event from history and examine it through today's lenses. For today's show, we are going to break down the Dream Team's most dominant performance, a 1992 men's basketball group stage game between the USA and Angola. At this point in time, the 1992 Dream Team story is well told. There's an excellent book about the team by Jack McCallum, published in 2012, as well as a documentary from NBA TV that same year. Here are the facts. The choosing of this team was somewhat controversial. The marketing behind the team was excellent, and they crushed everyone on the way to the gold medal in Barcelona. Michael, Magic, Larry, and company laid down a marker for all basketball teams before and after them. Up to that point, it was probably the greatest collection of talent in team sports history. But how did they play? Because of the Team USA's failure to win the 1990 FIBA World Championship, where they finished third, the Dream Team would have to qualify for the 1992 Olympics by playing in the Tournament of the Americas in the early part of the summer of 92. Team USA demolished all comers, going 6-0 and winning the championship game by 47 points over Venezuela. That booked their ticket into the Olympic Games, an accomplishment met with little fanfare because it was so obvious that they were going to win that tournament. Angola was set to be the USA's first opponent in the group stage of the Olympics, but how did they get there? Angola earned the right to make their debut on the Olympic stage by winning the Afro Basket Tournament. They had no real players of note, though, and opened the tournament as the biggest long shot to medal. This was, by all factors, a massive mismatch in every facet of the game of basketball. So why did we choose this game? Well, all of the Dream Team's games were blowouts, so we thought, why not pick the game where they were at their most dominant? The Croatia group stage game was well covered by the last dance with all of the MJ, Scottie Pippen, and Tony Kukoc subplot drama. And the final was a repeat of that matchup, with Kukoc playing much better. Brazil put up the most points against USA until the final, and Puerto Rico didn't completely embarrass themselves. But the Angola game is where the full power of the Dream Team was on display. So come back with us to July 26, 1992, in Barcelona, Catalonia, for the men's Olympic basketball group stage game between Angola and the USA. Okay, we are back here on Vintage Matches, and I'm here again to welcome my brother, Austin Johnson, who is appearing for the fourth time, is that right? Yeah, yeah, definitely did the uh, USA 2008 game against Spain, did the 96 uh, Game 7 Conference Finals, uh, Jazz Sonics, and then we did... Uh, Euro 2012. Yeah, when yeah. I was in Italy, <clears throat> when Italy beat Germany, yeah. Euro 2012. Okay, so when I told you that I wanted to do a Dream Team game and that I chose this game, what, what did you think when I first chose the Angola game? Yeah, obviously... <clears throat> If you're, you know, you're a big basketball fan and, you know, this is very hard to miss, the dream team. But, you know, uh, the way you and I kind of watch, we would much prefer to watch a close game. There is not one available. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like you said uh, earlier, just kind of watch them at full power. So why not go ahead and do the first one where they just, everyone plays, everyone plays like a good amount of minutes and they just crush the entire game. Uh, I think... At one point, it's like eight to seven at the beginning, and I was kind of like, "All right, when's the?" And oh then, yeah, 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 and then it happens. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll get to that here in a second. Uh, uh, so we watched this on different. We watched different. Yes, there's two different ver versions of this on YouTube. I watched the one. It's, I think it's two hours. Mm -hmm. um, it has commercials. It's as if someone just like with like a VHS tape, like transferred this to DVD, correct? Or transferred this to whatever. You got Bob digital. Costas at yeah. the beginning. So it's the NBC broadcast. It was someone in Ohio because at one point a <laughs> a like little like storm warning pops up, and it's like in northern Ohio, like whatever you know, like. <laughs> So it cuts out the audio for a second. I hope, so, I yeah. hope Sandusky. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely, yeah. Shout out Callahan Auto. Um, so, so that was my version that you watched on the Olympic channel, which is a shorter version. It had no commercials or anything, right? Correct. No yeah. commentary? Nothing. 
okay. which I which I love because you could hear the Angolan players speaking Portuguese <laughs> in complete dismay. They had no idea what to do. <laughs> yes, yeah, I couldn't hear the players like really at all um, on my broadcast. So my broadcast opens with uh, Bob Costas in the studio previewing mm. the game. There's a soundbite from Charles Barkley saying Angola is in trouble, which yeah, okay, I did see yeah. that. I, I I did watch that clip because they asked like Carmelone. Carmelone's answer is pretty like smart, pretty like diplomatic. And then yeah. Barkley's just like I don't know, but they're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, no. Uh, Costas says that in the when they throw back to the studio after the the Barkley. So it's, so it's Malone, MJ, and then Barkley that yeah. all talk, and he's like, you know. Uh, Jordan and, and Malone with more diplomatic answers, and Charles just going right for the soundbite, you know, uh, <laughs> which is what he was doing. Yes. That's what he was doing his entire prime. Yeah, yes. especially when I think he trip. said something like the endlessly quotable Charles Barkley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty great. Uh, Costas <laughs> then throws it to Marv, Albert, and Mike Fratello, who are on, who are on the call for this game. Marv <laughs> and the Czar. Back That's at a it. dream team right there. Yes. Yeah, good God. Uh, after the warmups, the USA wins the tip, and Carl Malone gets fouled and makes a free throw. So it starts 1-0. On the other end, Angola gets a dunk after that weird tip-in, and it was 2-1 Angola, and it would be their only lead of the game. 2-1. So yeah, like you said, as it starts, it's actually 7-7 at one point, and then they get a free throw to make it 8-7, and that starts the run that the USA goes on. Angola does not score for another 8 minutes and 45 seconds. I mean, (laughs) that's ridiculous. Like, that's just in in a... I mean, you know, essentially a professional game. I mean, these are, you know, professional players. You know, obviously the NBA players are, but um, but they, they were talking about this. A lot of the guys play in Portugal or for some sort of like professional league. It's not like this is just amateur guys, but yeah, uh, no, they're, they're very like in shape and yeah, strong yeah. dudes. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. just, there's just no chance. Yeah. Zero chance. I mean, the USA, the, the, the defense stands out so much. I mean, oh. it's like, they have just every shot Angola takes is like a three. It's like, they cannot get in the yeah. paint. They can't even get in the paint, much less take a shot. Yeah. They, sh- they took like 43s and made like eight. Yeah. <laughs> The strategy, the strategy was how did, okay, so you didn't get this, you didn't get this because you were watching on the, the Olympic feed. They kept harping on, like, Mike Fratello um, talked about, like, the, the Cunha, the uh, the coach for okay. for uh, Angola, who I guess, like, he, I think he's Portuguese, but he grew up a bit in Angola. Obviously, that, that there's a you know, huge link between those two countries, and Angola yeah. speak Portuguese. Um, but, yeah, and there's a war between the two for Angola fighting yeah. for their independence, and then there's a civil war in I Angola actually as well. Was, I was yes. reading about that while watching the game. Because the game was, is so boring. This is yes. more interesting. Yes. <laughs> totally makes sense um yeah but but marv albert or uh mike Rotella talks about how like cunha had been said like oh he even said one of those like oh i actually prefer watching the american college game they actually play defense there mm. and the american the american players were like ah okay we'll see about that yeah that's like a classic like like you'll hear that like i remember i went to the final four one year and i was in an elevator with these guys who are just very like you know just like these just like kind of classic like white guys who all like clearly went to some like major university that was involved in the final four and um they were like lamenting like, oh, whatever happened to like the picket fence play. And like, oh, I love like how much just like these old school like basketball values. Like, oh, I love college because like they play defense, which is like such bullshit. Like I I had a player of mine last year who I really like. He's a really, really good player. Um, he's going to be a junior. And he wrote like a paper last year about and he asked me my opinion on this. And he said uh, about like how college is like um, a, a more fun game to watch because like the defense is like played at a higher level and stuff like that. And I said, no, Chaz, honestly the players are just worse. Like it looks like they're playing defense more because the players are just worse. Like the offensive players are worse. So it looks like they're playing harder defense. It's like, no, they, they, they're playing defense incredibly hard in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you can't, uh, you know, if you're, if you're watching like Jim Beheim, Syracuse and they do that really impactful two, three zone, the one, three, one zone. Yeah. That's great. But like try doing that against LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Like they'll just pick it apart. Or if you press an NBA team that just layups, just a dunk drill from then on out. But when it's Aaron Kraft, 
for yeah. Ohio State, like dribbling up. Yeah, you could probably pressure him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Or even a lesser, you know, like, like yeah. we were watching the That's tournament. Just the first, like, like... <laughs> a 14 seed, you know, it's like, yeah, they're not yes. going to have the athletes that, like, it, you know, Trace McGrady is not on that team, you know yeah. what I mean? Who can just, like, blow by anybody. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah it's like, no, there's a reason. Like, the, the best story I ever heard of this uh, was there was a guy who used to write for Slam. Um, this is maybe five or six years ago that I read this. And he talked about how, like, he got to do this promotional thing with, with Trace McGrady. It was in New York. It was at, like, one of the kind of famous playgrounds. It wasn't at Rucker, somewhere else. And he got to do this promotional thing. And at one point they asked, like, oh, do you guys want to just, like, shoot around a little bit, like, while we're, like, waiting for, like, you know, the photo shoot to get set up or whatever it was. And him and T-Mac were like, yeah, let's shoot a little bit. And he said, they kind of got into this, like, you know, kind of friendly, just, like, shooting competition. And then it was like, oh, let's play, like, a little kind of semi-one-on-one. But they're both, like, dressed, like, relatively. Like, they weren't, like, dressed to play. Yeah. Really. It was more of, like, a photo shoot. So, like, shoes are, you know, loose and stuff like that. And he said, I try to guard Trace McGrady. And he said, this is him just, like, at, like, half speed. He said, his first step blew by me so fast. He said, I'm a, I'm a former D1 player. Like, I, you know, I played Division One basketball. And he's like, he blew by me so fast and was at the rim. He said, I could barely even turn before he was at the rim, just making a lip. And he's going like half speed. He's yeah. like, so I think that's what he's like. That's what people miss is like, it's not like, oh, they're not trying. It's like, they're just way too good. So it looks, it makes the defense look worse. And yeah, you, you simply cannot like just be all up in someone like Trace McGrady is a great example. A six foot eight, like freak yes. of nature. Yeah, like kind of super long strides. Yeah, yeah. You, you like, yeah. and you can't guard Durant that way. You like cannot. Or he's like, it's just going to be so easy for him to get past you. I think, yeah. I think PJ Tucker can, can attest to that. Yes. It's just, it's very hard to really guard guys, which is why when we get like a Drew Holiday, it's very special. A yes. guy who can really like, really take that crap Keep people seriously. in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really, really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, especially the players he's guarding, you know, yes. the finals we said, you know, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, it's like, those guys are super slippery, hard to keep in front. And he did it, but, but no, I mean, that, it just made me roll my eyes when I heard like, Oh, the Angolan coach said like, Oh, he thinks they play better defense in college. Like, Oh my God. Like I just rolled my eyes. The well, and, and why at that point, at that point in time, like, and we, you know, the last dance is not that far in our rear view. Like, just don't give MJ any exactly, yeah, fuel. Well, <laughs> he, to me, it was Scotty in this game who was like relentless. Like, and, and like even like Chris Mullen and Christian yeah. Leitner, like trapping at half court and like just <laughs> easy steals. Oh, Fifty, yes. Yeah. God, yeah, no, it is. It is a bloodbath. I mean, this game is just so bad. But yeah, I mean, they 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 have <laughs> moments where it's like they can't dribble. Like, it's not like, oh, like they're having trouble like running their offense. Like they can't dribble past half court. Like, like if the, if the U S wanted to get a steal, they just got a steal. It was yeah. so crazy. Like, yeah, it's such a massive mismatch. But yeah, let's get, let's get back to some, <laughs> I mean, some of the notes I have. Okay. First of all, the refs are horrible. Yeah. Like, terrible. Terrible. Like just a, a pathetic. They don't know what to do. Yeah. They don't know how to ref these players, players this good. They no. clearly have not. And a team that's just fouling the shit out of yeah. this, every <laughs> possession. How about that Clyde Drexler travel? That oh. They threw it ahead to Clyde Drexler. He catches it and takes one step and then tosses it back like yeah. over his shoulder to Leitner. Leitner misses the dunk. But they call travel on Clyde. I was so confused on who they called the travel on because Leitner just catches and goes right up right yes. away. Yeah. I was like, oh, do they maybe think he took like a couple steps? I don't know what that was. And they said, no, Cl- travel on Clyde Drexler. I was like, Clyde Drexler? And so they showed the replay like from another angle. And nope. he literally... Like it, it wasn't even one of those like, oh, well, in the NBA, you know, they get away with that. It's like, no, he takes one step. Yeah. Like he catches it, takes yeah. a step with his right foot and then throws it like immediately. Like almost, almost like in stride. And I was like, what? Uh, I mean, they just like <laughs> don't know how to, how to ref players that are like moving at that, at that speed. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah. a normal player wouldn't be able to do that. So like, it's a, it must be a travel. Like there's one where Magic Johnson <laughs> catches like on like on the run. He catches like at half court and takes again, one step, dribbles immediately and throws a kick, a hit a pass. And they call travel on him. And I was yeah, like, yeah, I definitely remember that what? one. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did he do? Oh yeah. Ma- magic moves like way too smooth and too fast for yeah. yeah um man magic in this game I mean, it's just i mean he makes it a layup drill but um yeah so it's a 31-0 run that the u.s actually goes on so from 7-7 to 38-7 and the only reason it's broken up is because charles barkley for honestly no apparent reason just elbows that guy in the chest yeah. after making a shot yeah. 
and it's pretty it's 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 pretty bs i mean it's and, like and yeah. charles yeah yeah that doesn't age well either you no. know like he he's he's the one who is the most you know like most active like doing all the different kinds of stuff the nightlife in barcelona and is remembered you know very well and plays plays pretty damn good in this game has like 24 points but that, that stuff like i just doesn't just doesn't fly didn't need it yeah and, and, and like if it were to happen if like durant did that now yeah it just would be even worse you know so those things just don't age yeah and especially in that game where it's like just such a huge mismatch it's like yeah what are you doing exactly like, i mean I, yeah this is just random dude i mean he's looking at it like what like that like you're probably like his hero you know like yes and you just 100%. like for no reason it's like you're jogging up the court just elbow in the chest it's like and there's a couple of plays earlier where he, he got tangled up with one guy and he kind of shoves him off i didn't think that was that bad because like the guy was fouling him so it's kind of just one of those like ah, oh, just like you know get off me real quick but yeah the elbow is just like completely unnecessary like it's just like, like it was like a disrespect like little brother thing like, yes yeah fuck you. yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was weird but the guy misses the first free throw on the tennis. So they call it technical on Barkley. Yeah. He missed the first throw. I'm like, man, this is, this would be, I mean, I know that that's, that's a, you know, whatever to one run. So I know he makes the next one, but yeah, he makes a free throw to cut this, this run out. And then they go on another run and it ends up being a 46 to one run before Angola finally makes a three. Uh, yeah. 46 to one. I mean, Gosh. I mean, I've coached levels of basketball where it's like, there's been huge mismatches in tournaments I've been in or whatever. Yeah. And like, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that. I mean, 46 that to one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe a forty-six to five, or a you know a fifty to ten, you know, like yeah. But then, that, but, then that, but then that's the game. Yes, this is two of the. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and it's and these are professionals. This is not like a little kids game, you know. It's just you know, I've crazy. I've been I've been blown out in game in high school games. I, I I've been on the end of like forty to one hundred type games, but there was never a time where it felt like yeah they they scored sixty points in a row <laughs> without the team I'm on answering yeah. at all. So the halftime score is 64 to 16. Yeah. I mean, it's just, wow. I mean, that's just, <laughs> and this, these, I hate the 20 minute halves. God. Yeah. Yeah. They, thankfully they've been, Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk about that in the, on the broadcast category, but yeah, they, they kind of mentioned some of that stuff at the, at the beginning of the game. That, Stupid. that was interesting. But um, so at halftime on my broadcast, the NBC uh, studio team, they did this really cool halftime piece on the 72 gold medal game, but it's from the crazy one where they get kind of cheated or whatever. Yeah. Doug Collins makes it two free throws for anyone who doesn't know. Um, 72 gold medal, Olympic gold medal game. The USA is down by one. Doug Collins gets fouled, um, going to the going to the rim like this crazy foul. He gets undercut and falls like hard on his back. Gets up, makes both free throws to put them up one. Um, there's one second left. The Soviet team throws it in, but the coach apparently had been trying to call a timeout, which is actually illegal. While Collins has the ball, you can't actually do that in Olympic play. But they grant him the timeout. The president of the I, I think I can't remember if it was FIBA or the actual like IOC president comes down from the stands and tells the clock guy to put three seconds back on the clock not just one and so they let the ussr run this play again but because this was like a this like manual old school clock where like they had to put it at a minute and then let it run down to three seconds it wasn't ready yet but the ref gave the guy the ball to throw Mm -hmm. it in so they get to they run that they don't score on that play gets tipped away the u.s everybody you know rushes the court u.s thinks they won they basically had two shots at it and didn't win either time but then they're like, no, 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 stop, stop. We're going to give them another try. And at that point, they change up their strategy. They put a different guy inbounding and a different guy down the, down the floor. And the U.S. guards it pretty stupidly, but they basically just launch it the length of the floor. Guy catches it, takes a dribble because he now has three seconds instead of one. And he makes a layup at the buzzer and USSR win by one. So it's like, it, honestly, it's like complete garbage. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that they, it's crazy. Yeah, but they, so they end up losing that. Um, and so they do a piece, but they do it from the Soviet perspective. And so they're asking the players, you know, here we are, whatever, 20 years later. Um, and like, what do you think about that game? And, and they're all very like, well, you know, in sports, like things happen, like you just got to kind of like roll with it. And, you know, we thought they were kind of sore losers for not coming out and accepting their medals and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's interesting that they did that. I actually kind of like that. 
um, that they kind of, you know, we saw from a different perspective because we've seen it from the American perspective. It's like, yeah. oh, we got screwed. We're going to accept the medals. And that team still to this day has not accepted their silver medals. Um, I, I, I probably wouldn't either. Uh, I don't think I would either. I mean, yeah, it's honestly, it's garbage that they, I mean, you know, it, it, it was a little bit poor form to me to not show up on the medal, like stand. Yeah, maybe. Like for the, for the yeah. anthems and stuff like that. And that's what one of the Soviet players said. He's like, I get like they're feeling aggrieved and stuff like that. But like, I wish they would have at least showed up at the medal stand to like, as a sign of respect for like the competition, which is, is fair. I think that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah. I definitely wouldn't want to like bring something home with me. That's like, yeah, I don't think I would either. That's like, it's just, well, it's no, it's like, no, we should, it should be gold. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it, I don't know. That was cool. But uh, you know, one of the more interesting things about the broadcast, I watched. Uh, second half is just a procession. Honestly, the pace slows a little bit. The U S transition game continues to just dominate. Uh, the play of the yeah. game comes with about 12 minutes left. Carl Malone launches a pass down to Magic, who tosses it behind his head to a trailing MJ, throws it down with a t- classic tomahawk dunk. Really cool play. It's probably one people have seen in like Dream Team, like highlight tapes or whatever. But you know the one I'm talking about. Magic kind of tosses and Jordan kind of cocks but, it back. But, like, see, yeah. but 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 watching the full game and you have to like be paying attention. <clears throat> those things are very rewarding. Yes, they are. Because you're like, oh, this is this just a layup drill. That's a layup drill. Yeah. So you yeah. you want it to be at least like a little flashy and yeah. Ma- Magic does does his job of. Keeping it kind of spicing it up, he throws yeah. some cool passes. MJ throws a few nice passes as well. Uh, but man, <laughs> I can't imagine being like like Chuck Daly and Coach K. Like, what are they even talking about? I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, more. Uh, it's probably just playing time. This like, isn't. Oh, let's make sure we have you know guys are getting in the yes. game. You know, type well, this thing. isn't helping us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what we do. Like, if we're ever in a blowout, either way, whether we're getting blown out or blowing someone out, we always talk about oh, who do we want to kind of give some minutes to here? You know. So John Stockton actually is the only guy who doesn't play. Yeah, yeah. He's nursing an injury. He, 11, plays, he plays later in the Olympics. But yeah, 11 guys play. play. And for Angola, I think they only had 10 players. Yes, on yeah. the roster. Yeah, right. <laughs> God. Which, uh, yeah, that just says, yeah, a lot. Um, I thought uh, Bird actually played okay in this game. Because later in the Olympics, he basically gets to the point where he's barely playing. Yeah. He's his back and stuff like that. But in this game, I mean, he's moving like an old man. But he, like, plays pretty well. You know, he hits a couple shots. And they call that one travel on him. Yeah, Where he catches yeah, it with his left foot down and brings his right foot forward. And they call it travel. I was like, what? <laughs> my, not my, my favorite thing to watch with Larry, especially now after, you know, watching, like, the, the NBA TV Dream Team thing, all the, in, the Last Dance stuff, all, everything, is watching uh, Larry Bird and, like, Patrick Ewing. They, like, clearly have, a, like, a cool friendship. Definitely. And every time, like Larry goes to the bench, and during during that, after that travel, they look at each other and just like laughing. Yeah, it's like whatever. <laughs> God, I'd much rather be drinking beer. Right yeah, now. no. Pat, Patrick Ewing gets in foul trouble. He gets four fouls called yeah. pretty easily. And and like what he's doing compared to what the Angolan players are getting away with, it's like Patrick Ewing just, at one point just puts his hands up. Like what in the world? It's like yeah. the Angolan players are just like murdering the U.S. players as they're, they're like going to hanging, and stuff like that, like, yeah. hanging on MJ. Yeah, and then Ewing like touches someone, and it's a yeah. <laughs> it's a foul. I mean, yeah, it's it's this is just kind of kind of a joke game. Uh, the last six or seven minutes to me totally feel like a, like a preseason game. I mean, it's yep. like they're just like, honestly, at times like walking around. I mean, you know, I don't blame the Angolan players. It's like, I mean, you're getting beat by 70. It's like your heads are yeah. going to drop a little bit. Just I don't get that. Smacked. But, um, but you still got the, the crowd is still like just so amped when the USA does something. Does anything cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. If there's like a Chris Mullen dunk, they're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. So this game is actually played in Badalona, which is like just outside Barcelona. Um, I can't remember the name of the stadium. It's the Palau something, but it's not the one that like we saw at that Olympic village in Barcelona when we went no. a few years ago. Like, that's actually not where they played this game. Uh, I think that's where they played the gold medal game, but um, a Seinfeld ad came on during uh, uh, I was the broadcast. Yes. That was one of the cooler commercials. There's a couple of McDonald's commercials that were really funny. I didn't watch every single one. Cause at some point I'm like, okay, I got to like fast forward a little bit, but, um, but yeah, the Seinfeld ad was cool. It was Jerry and George at, uh, at the diner uh, talking about, I can't even remember, but it was just the two of them. Like, like a little quip real quick. And they're like Seinfeld on Thursday nights on NBC. You know, I was like, Oh, that's cool. Uh, Barkley tried and off the backboard alley to himself. Do you remember that play? Uh, that was, but he screwed it up. He hit the back of the rim. Yeah. So just, that like, was didn't terrible. Yeah. And there were, and, and like Barkley, yes, he's a freak athlete, but like, you can't really do that. No, like yeah. you're not, you're, you're not MJ. 
Yeah. <laughs> you don't have like the like dexterity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like way too thick. To, <laughs> and In his yeah. younger days, he could have. Pro- probably, yeah. His Sixers days or, or yeah. with Auburn, yeah. But I, yeah, I was just kind of shocked. I was like, wait, what? You really think that was going to get pulled off? Yeah, yeah Marv did. They did a whole thing like. Because I think I think uh, Mike Vitello was trying to figure out if that actually was like a pass or whatever, and Marv kind of does things like, "What well, appears that he was trying to pass it to himself," you know, <laughs> which is pretty great. But uh, that's that's it. The game's over. Uh, USA wins one sixteen to forty eight. Uh, Barkley led all scores with twenty four points. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean that's honestly there's not much else to say about the game itself. I mean, no. what do you think? I mean, no, no, yeah. the, you have the, the box score up right yeah, here. The fun, you, yeah, the funny stats are like three pointers attempted, three pointers made. Look at USA. So two for nine is the USA and Angola nine for 30, nine for 38, 38. I mean, and they're not even getting like high quality three point no. attempts. It's like all above the break. It's all contested. Like, I mean, it's just Scotty Pippen is just, man, I can't get over like how relentless. I mean, he's, I, I love Scotty, but I mean, there's a couple of times where it's like, he just doesn't let a guy breathe, you know? No. And three, three guys take more than 10 shots for Angola. And it's a guy goes two for 13, three for 12 and one for 10. Yikes. <laughs> That one guard was okay. Uh, I, I, I I feel bad that I don't, I don't know all these names, but or not all pa- these names. The, these two. Macedo, Macedo. Mas- yes. Yeah, Paulo yes. Macedo is, is yeah. all right. Yeah, he was actually like, I mean, you know. Trying. Yes. Could like at least try to get them in something, you know, like handle yeah. the ball well enough. I think he hit a couple threes, but um, did he? Is he the one that hit a couple threes? I think he did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it so. is. Two, yeah, two for four. Two That's for four. Bad. Yeah. So yeah, no, he was bad. actually like a pretty solid player. And I think they said at one point on the NBC broadcast, like that someone's, <laughs> oh, I think Vertella said, you know, he's probably the best player on this team and has, you know, could have played, you know, at a division one level. And it's like, okay, a guy that just could have played at division one level against like Michael and Scotty and Matt. Yeah. It's like, I mean, come on. This is, yeah. And he, he yeah. has, uh, Paulo has two of their three assists. <laughs> three assists. USA has 30 assists in the game. Man. <laughs> 30 to three. 30 assists on how many field goals made? Uh, US was. 43 of 67. Okay, so that's actually a decent amount. Well, I guess that's like maybe leak outs or steals. and Yeah, layups. yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, they shoot 17 they, of 68. They have so few half-court possessions, really. Like the USA. Oh, I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's there's so much transition play. It's like just fast break after fast break. But, um, okay, let's get to the categories. I mean, yeah, again, the game is just, you know, it's a blowout. But it's honestly fun to talk about because it's like so, it's like <laughs> and, such a mismatch. Well, and I do, I do wish, uh, and for anybody who wants to watch it, try watch it with somebody. Because you, you'll have more fun with it, just like what the hell like is laughing this? at it, yeah. Because you and I watched it separately. That also provided the opportunity for me to like look up stuff about a war. So that that was interesting. Yeah. But, but I definitely wish because it, it was comical. It was, it was comical in the yeah. second half. I, I mean, really, like Chris Mullen, <laughs> a guy who you don't think of as this like lockdown defender, is just easily getting steals and tipaways. And same with Leitner and. It's it's a mess. Yeah, absolute mess. Later plays quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, and they talk they talk about on the NBC broadcast they they rest Jordan down the stretch because they're like he's probably gone to Chuck Daly and said that he wants to rest for the because they play Croatia the next day. Yeah, and and he probably wanted to golf. Yes, yeah, 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 and gamble and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get me the hell out of here. Yeah, and it's just like I'm like I like I'm so good at my craft. They're going to make me worse. Yeah, it's like if you if you go to the home run derby and it kind of messes up your swing because they're pitching it so slow and you're just kind of cranking them. And then you go play a game two days later. It's going to be like a way different, like that muscle memory. <laughs> MJ's like, I, I, I don't need this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I can get anything I want at any given moment. After reading the dream team and some other stuff on Jordan and watching like the last dance, stuff like that, it, it seems like the basketball was just like a nap for Jordan. Like, and the rest of the Olympics were just like his time to shine. Like, yep. you yep. know, out on the golf course, out late at night, you know, whatever he was Drinking, doing. Drinking, smoking know. cigars. Yes. Yeah. 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 Gambling. That was what, that was what he was there for. And that's the, why the he's like, oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. I guess I'll represent the U.S. Yeah. 
pull an angle medal and you know do my like name of worldwide you know bit of good you know and, and solidify himself like even though every real basketball fan knows and knew at the time that he is the best player in the world it's nice to like be Con- on a team confirm it, yeah. with magic and bird and these guys who are kind of passing the torch i like i am there's no doubt there's, the, that, the guy, there's yeah. that great story of like there's a new sheriff in town and, yeah like, that's really cool I, I i like that part of mj's career this this stretch is the best basketball player that's probably ever lived so yeah it's very possible yeah 92 93 he's yeah. right in the middle of that yeah um, okay, quick question before the categories actually. What lineup? Okay, so obviously not like in this game, but like in a competitive game, what lineup of the dream team would you have played the most? Yeah. Oh man. Um. So yeah, this is this is that first category that we have. It kind of plays into this a little bit because the U.S. is like giant. They're giant, and there are times, even against Angola, where it's like, hmm, could use like a shooter. Yeah. Like just like Chris Mullen, like just a shooter. And so for me, if I'm if I'm trying to take a team that's going to play against any team, any era, obviously Magic at the one, obviously Jordan at the two. And then I think from there on out, you have to like really, really think about it. So for me, it'd be Scotty and then Barkley. And then I would just keep playing small and either do Mullen or John Stockton or one of those guys. I just wouldn't play Malone and Robinson together or Malone and Ewing together. I think Scotty and Barkley is like enough on the glass to... Yeah, yeah. Just be, there, to me, there is no team... That, that could like out muscle you with those guys because also magic's giant too. yeah six nine so, yeah but, but but maybe it's more maybe it's better to do you know ewing or david robinson i think i prefer david just a little bit more me too me too a little bit better uh mid-range shooter and then you could go barkley at the four pippen mj magic that probably makes a little more sense but I, something about me tells me like if i just had stockner or mullen out there just kind of running around screens and they're both fine defenders i think you'd be okay so I think if you were playing in like 2020, 2021, you you might go, yeah, Robinson at the five. To me, to me for sure, if it's like a modern game a little bit more because, you know, kind of screen and roll game, doesn't need yeah. like, touches as much. Yeah. Like a little bit better rim protector, a little bit better at like kind of switching out on guards and stuff like that, a little bit quicker. Uh, just a And then I would go nature, yeah. either Barkley or Pippen at the four because Barkley is just so good. I mean, yeah. I, I know it's like, oh, Barkley he can't shoot. Start he's, yeah, yeah, but like he's, he's just so good. Awesome. I mean, so you can kind of get away with like, the too big thing. I mean, I didn't even feel like too big. So, you know what I mean? Cause he can operate kind of from wherever, you yes. know, on the floor. Um, and then I would go Mullen, MJ magic. Ah, okay. So you take Pippen out. Yeah. Pippen or Barkley. Or if you wanted to go small, then you could do like the Barkley at like the five, essentially, or Pippen at the five or, yeah, or magic. Magic actually might guard the five. In Pippen, that situation. Pippen can just do yeah. anything on defense. He's yeah. a freak. It, the more, the more I like watch him, uh, the more I'm convinced this is the best defender I've ever seen. At least on the perimeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then he's yeah, he's a massive dude. Like yeah. he's so strong and so yeah, so good at, at help defense as well, which is a big part of why I like him. That's MJ's amazing at that too. But yeah, Scotty really, I really do think like any, I mean, if he had to guard Jokic, I think like I would trust him. I would trust him. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, he's giving up a lot of pounds there, but but no, I mean. Yeah, yeah, he would have to in that situation. I mean, so, but that's the type of guy that's like why you would keep Robinson, like as a heavy part yes, of the rotation, yes. you know, so like that. Well, yeah, like even the modern era. In 92, I would definitely, I would go Robinson, Barkley, Pippen, Jordan, Magic. I mean, good yeah. God. Yeah. That would a lineup, yeah. Um, okay, other than Isaiah Thomas, who obviously, you know, dramatically is left <sighs> off the team, uh, and Shaq, is there anyone else that you would want to add to this team and who would you take off? I mean, obviously, Leighton is the guy you take off, but uh, yeah. who would you add it's, <sighs> besides those two? Because to me, that's the obvious. If you want to do the college thing, it should have been Shaq or whatever, because that like, would have looked much better just like in the future. Like, yeah, oh, man, but Shaq I don't, even, I don't want that period. I, like, so no college player at all. If we could take 12 real, like, grown men, yeah. let's do it. Okay, yeah, so, like, take, so take Leighton off. Who would you, who would you take? <sighs> would it just be Isaiah? 
maybe, but but if I already have Magic and Stockton, like, yeah, and MJ, you don't really I mean, need, yeah, yeah, you don't really oh, need and Pippen, that. Honestly, you can play the point. Yeah, Isaiah does provide something that like no one else really has. Uh, he do, he does provide like a the, the type of point guard he is anyway. Like Magic's definitely a table setter, you know, and Stockton like specializes in you know passing, and I think Isaiah would be a guy who could play off ball, yeah, really really well and can shoot. But man, um, ninety two. I thought about Kevin Johnson. Yeah. But again, similar, 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 similar I mean, yeah. you don't really need another wing. Gary Payton. Yeah. Same, gonna, same yeah, thing. So he's so young at that point. I mean, he, I don't think he'd be, I don't think he would go. No. He's yeah. Only, he only it's, played one year. At that he's got to have a couple more years till he's yeah. ready to go. So yeah, I, it, it, there's not something that's is there, obviously... is there a big, is there a big that would benefit? Um, see, yeah. Okay. So Hakeem is a weird one because uh, Hakeem obviously yeah. becomes an American citizen for the 96 Olympics, mm-hmm. but I don't think he was at the 92. Like, I don't know if he like had gone through that process yet, but like, I mean, obviously Hakeem would have been incredible on this team too, but yes. like that, that, I don't know that, I don't know if that process was done. I need to look into that. Like at what point did he kind of become the naturalized citizen so that he can play for the U S and 96. That's something that's interesting because that would never happen now. Like he would just play for Nigeria. You know, yeah. like Hakeem, there'd be no, he wouldn't want to do that. He would want to play for his home, you know, country. But at that point, Nigeria was just like nowhere, anywhere close to where they are on the basketball mm, map. No. Like they have a team now, but um, yeah, that's an interesting one. Reggie I Miller? No, Yeah, Reggie. Just for shooting? Yeah. Re- I mean, uh, yeah. You got to think about guys you could, who are on the you could add, team, You could add shooting. Yeah, like you that's could. really it that yeah. I think like you need help. Yeah, Reggie's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, I mean, it's like, I think they pretty much nailed it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. they pretty much got the best guys they could and then have a little bit of that kind of the legacy guys and Magic and, and, and Larry. Yeah, right. what, you know what? People people just kind of, like, look over. And what what I think is super important, with especially with the USA team, is, like, a balance. It's very clear that, like, Larry Bird is not Larry Bird. Yeah. It's very clear that Magic isn't totally Magic, so that they're able to kind of have a hierarchy yeah. uh, on this team. The current U.S. team that's going into the 2020 Olympics, I just don't see that quite uh, maybe they'll prove me wrong, but it feels like even though these are all, you know, quote unquote hall of famers, they're not all at the peak of their, no, their, their game. So you kind of have this, this balance of MJ is very clearly the best. Barkley is very, to me, very clearly the second best player. And then things just kind of fall in place. Yeah. And Isaiah probably would have thrown that off. He, yeah. Very well. Could you have. know, yeah. and Reggie maybe could have thrown that off. So yeah, so, Isaiah's yeah. a tricky personality. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. He might think, Oh, I'm, I'm the man. Yeah, Whereas Stockton's like, Oh, this is cool. I'm happy I'm on this team. Yep. You know, if I play, I play great. I'll, I'll play well. Exactly. Yeah. Him and Mullen are just like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we'll do like whatever we got to do. And Clyde, Clyde fucking Drexler's probably the best two guard in the league at this time. And a lot other than MJ. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, aside, yeah, yeah. 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 Aside from MJ. <laughs> MJ, no, he definitely is. Yeah. MJ is like the same way I look at you know Luke and LeBron. He's positionless. He's just yeah. he's just Michael. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's Michael. Okay, let's get to the categories. Let's do it. Okay, first category on the docket here is the strategic trend that stood out. What was that to you? Yeah, we we touched on it just a bit ago. Um, U.S. just is play, play. I mean, these lineups are like MJ's the shortest guy at like six six and just giants. And I, I do think. Speaking on, you know, if they were to play the 2008 Spain team, I do think they would have to make like serious adjustments and really think about the lineups they're playing. Uh, on Angola's end, I mean, their strategy was just to foul, <laughs> just just foul, just foul the foul shit out of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just hang on them. Uh, you know, it, it obviously doesn't end well, end well for them. But if this game was like 10 minutes, yeah, they would have, they would have, yeah. they would have, they would have <laughs> hung in there, playing really physical and. But that extra thirty minutes, yeah, yeah, this just doesn't go. The quality great. shown through. It doesn't point, go yeah. well for them. Yeah, yeah, I would say. I would say what was interesting was 
the Angolan team, I think, actually had the right strategy of just like shoot a ton of threes and just like hope you win the math game. But they just like couldn't they couldn't make enough. You know, they couldn't get like enough clean looks. And and Fratello says it on the broadcast, NBC broadcast, like, oh, you know, this is not necessarily what they want. Like, you know, early three point attempts. I'm like, actually, no, that's actually a good strategy. It's like it's funny how much like our mindset has changed. Like, Fratello's like forgot more about basketball than I'll ever know. But but it's funny to hear a guy you know 30 years ago talk about that strategy. I actually think that's the right strategy. Like that's a very David strategy, right? Like you're the underdog. Like you have to win the math and just like get up quick shots and like try to get, you know, something early in the possession because the longer the possession and the more time the USA has to like dig in, like really defend, like they're going to, they're going to do it. Like they're so much bigger, so much more athletic and so much more, you know, better defensively. It's like, you don't have time to like run these like really intricate sets. Like at some point you're going to turn it over. Pippen's going to tip a pass away. Exactly. It's like, like, no, you got to get like a quick hit ahead. Hopefully they're like lazy getting back and you get an open three. Like, that's your best strategy. And they actually kind of did it, but they're just they're not good enough to, yeah, to actually <laughs> didn't make didn't make near <laughs> enough. Uh, okay, random observation from the broadcast. What do you got for that? Uh yeah, since I watched the 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 Olympic channel version that has no broadcast and the halftime is just kind of like a bird's eye view of the court and then it goes right back in. Um I, I spoke on this when talking about the 2008 final. I like being able to hear players. Uh and Magic Johnson, you could hear very, very clearly. Um I don't know if I would be annoyed with him at times because he, he just doesn't shut up ever. Or if I would be, Oh, this is, this is exactly what I need. Like he really is, is so extreme at this, obviously at this, this stage, this, you know, this level, you kind of have to do that. Uh, that's, that's what magic was kind of known for, but I mean, screaming, like I could hear, hear him so clearly. And it, you know, he's telling this to like hall of famers. He's yeah. like screaming at MJ and Scotty and, and Barkley. And i I kind of like love it because it's again, it's kind of like in my mind. Would I, if I were on the court with him, would I be like, "All right, dude, shut up," or would I respond to it really well? It seems like the USA players respond to it because he, for whatever reason, MJ's the best player by far. Magic is kind of like the leader. Yeah, and yeah, and they kind of talk about that in the documentary. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool how they have that. T- to me, the 08 team had that for sure. With I, I, I thought LeBron was the best player in the league at that time, and, but Kobe was kind of, kind of like the leader. You yeah. know, kind of like. Doesn't mean that he's gonna take over like late in the game. It's just it's like a calming presence. Like, oh, this guy's been around the block. Like he's been in a lot yes. of big games. And Magic just has that. He has that for the entire eighties. This is also this is Jordan's just second championship. It, Magic's like, oh, that's cute. Like yeah, I just I'm, dominated for a whole decade. Yeah, I've got five. I went to the finals yeah. ten times. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So it's so it's you know, this is a really nine times. Nine times. Yeah. Really <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh yeah, eighty sixth. Thanks, Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I had to make sure I get that right. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's amazing to watch. It's one of my favorite aspects of him, uh, of Magic, kind of like the, you know, just the aura that he has. Is he just doesn't shut up. And without having the commentary, I got to hear him a lot. And then I heard, I even said to myself, I was like, what, what language do they speak? And I could hear him in their timeouts. So I was like, is that Portuguese? I had no idea. And that's when I kind of started finding out more and reading more about, like, like you mentioned earlier, like being at war with Portugal at one point. Uh, learn more about the geography of, of Angola and just kind of like the nations that are surrounding it. And that was, that was really fascinating for me. Had it, had there been commentary, I don't know if I would have done all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm kind of glad, kind of glad I had the experience I did. The Olympic channel is great. The, the, the quality, the quality is yeah. unbelievable with these games. Yeah. Your quality was probably much better than mine. Like I said, mine was but like you had a Seinfeld commercial. I did. So. I did get a Seinfeld and Bob Costas in the studio. Um, was Eddie Vedder there? <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't I didn't happen to notice that. But uh, mine was uh, Mike Fratello going through all the rules differences between the mm. NBA and international game, which apparently is a must for every Olympic basketball broadcast. Because even like now, like all of the I watched the four U.S. Um, little friendlies that they have before they went off to this Olympics that, that's about to take place here in uh, 2021. And they do those at every game. They're like, now remember, here's the differences in the rules. It's like they just like must have have to do that all the time. And the rules differences were were they were greater in '92 than they are now. The game's a mm. little bit closer to the NBA game in terms of like the lane size and like all that stuff. Um, three point line has been moved back a little bit, still in yes. NBA range, but it's been moved back from from when it was in 1992. But yeah, I guess it's just like a prerequisite that you must do that. Um, but I thought that was kind of funny. It was like, here's the now remember, like you know the that's two 20 minute halves and all that stuff. Yeah, but, um, we have to do this. Yeah. Okay. The uh, the easiest question to answer of all these: Did the right team win? Very, yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> very, we can move on now. It's like very much so. so obvious. <laughs> um, and some of these we will have. We will probably say no, but in this case, uh, oh the yeah, there's plenty of plenty of classic matches that we want to do. Yes. all sports, all sports alike. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know if the right team won. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, yeah. Well, but, like like U.S. in 1972. I, yes, I don't no, think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, uh, I think, was pretty easy. Okay, which jersey would you get of any of the easy. players on the on the court? Easy. If you've been listening, obviously, I'm a big Chris Mullen fan. Yeah. Uh, he's he's wearing number 13. That's what Chris Paul is wearing in 2008. That's what I chose for the 08. I would get a Chris Paul jersey, so I'm sticking with that trend. I love the number 13. I think it looks great. And Mullen, he's just like that's exactly how I would want to be as an NBA player if I could. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Clay Thompson, the way he just kind of moves off the ball. Uh, always like looking to cut back door and do these little little things. Uh, obviously not the defender that Clay Thompson is, no. but he's pretty good. And during this game, he he like keeps getting tip away. Like oh, I mean, yeah. they keep passing it right to me. So, <laughs> and I I just I, I really like him. I like his story. Um, he he like struggled big time with alcohol, uh, drinking, and has had a wild journey, you know, uh, to say the least. Uh, St. John's, you know, it, just a New Yorker through and through. I've always I've always been kind of enamored by him. Uh, He's he's my guy. I I have a Golden State like you know jersey shirt of him. Yeah, the number seventeen. But uh, I, this jersey would be very cool. Uh, but but really any of them aside from Leitner, I would be so happy with. Yeah, yeah, I mean, me too. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like actually like, you can't really go wrong with this with this question. So I used to have a Barkley one from mm-hmm. this one. It was the white one. I sold Classic. it on eBay for I, like probably a hundred bucks like last year. Yeah, uh, I just kind of wanted to do something different with with my jersey collection at that point. Um. I have a chalk line dream team jacket that our uncle Dennis gave us that if I'm ever in a financial bind goes for a pretty penny on, uh, on gorgeous. eBay, it's probably like just four or 500 bucks. Uh, it is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not buy it. I would not spend that much money on a jacket, but it was gifted to me and I is yeah very much a prized possession. So if I had to pick an actual player though, so I have jerseys of a lot of these guys of like their actual team. Like I have a David Robinson Jersey. I have a Michael Jordan Jersey. Yeah. I have a magic Johnson Jersey. Um, but I actually think Robinson might, might be the guy cause he wore number five, which is my number in high school. So I think it'd be kind of cool to wear the uh, David Robinson one. Um, I have a Pippen 96 one, so mm. I, I, I wouldn't go Pippen. Um, and I, I used to have the Barkley one, but Mullen's a good one. Stockton. I'm, eh, I don't know. I mean, maybe I have a Stockton all-star Jersey uh, from 96, yeah, that, that, yeah. which is much cooler than, yeah, than these dream team ones. But yeah, no, I, th- I think I'll probably go Robinson. Um, although Ewing would be cool too, but I also have a Ewing Jersey. So the, I actually think Ewing I have a Jersey like almost all of dope. the, yeah. yeah, it is. It is. So yeah, no, you can't really go wrong though. Like, there, like there's nobody that I'd be like, oh really? You get that? Other than Leitner. Although that might be just like funny, you know? It's like it's like ironic. Yeah. Like, oh look, I'm wearing a Leitner. Like Clyde, Clyde Drexler would yeah. be cool. Drexler uh, would be cool. I actually don't have a Drexler. I always yeah. forget just how crazy his like his jump shot is. Yeah. Right? With the legs. Yes. Like if if I mean again, that would be like, nobody shoots like that today. Yeah, that'd be like if Brad Beal. Brad Beal is like one of the top five shooting guards in the league. That'd be like if he just shot every time, like <laughs> with his legs kicked up and just real weird. But but no, you you you. 
kind of get that stuff taken away from you. If you're like a kid and you shoot weird, people change it. You know, people like change the way you shoot now. And yeah, nobody has like a like totally unique jump shot anymore. Yeah, yeah. but even even yeah, I don't know, even like you know, 10, 15 years ago, Kevin Martin like had a yeah. really unique release, but he was just like Sean Sean from, Marion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just kind of phased out. Okay, last uh, question: MVP of the game, Charles Barkley. Yeah, it's got to be Barkley. Uh, yeah, yep. twenty four points. Yeah, just kind of. Play, plays a lot of minutes uh is obviously very like locked in i mean he's like elbowing <laughs> everybody like crazy yeah yeah he's, he's he's everywhere and 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 has a has a competitive spirit that uh people you know people are jealous of like I, myself included there are people who just like take things so seriously and he's one of them he's one of those basketball players that wow like he he really does not want to ever lose you know that that's gonna like clearly bother him and I, I admire it. I admire it. I wish the elbow wouldn't have happened, but it kind of adds to his. Yeah, that's Charles. Yeah, you know, the mystery a, of Barkley. It's yeah. the good and the bad. Yeah, you got to take it all. Um, I think Magic was the most fun player in the game, but I think Barkley was MVP. So yeah, um, that's what I would go with as well. So you got anything on this game? Anything else on this game? I should say. No, no. I I do love. Uh, you know, I'm a big. We mentioned Tony Kukoc prior. Uh, a big big fan of his. Big fan of Drazen Petrovic. It is worth it to watch that team. The Croatian you know? game. Yeah. Uh, but man, this this run is obviously just unparalleled. It's a collection of players that is just very hard to come by. It's very hard to come by that many guys who are that good at different points in their career who are like willing to let's just do whatever we have to do to just destroy everybody. Uh, I I just don't see aside from that 08 team and maybe a little bit in the 12 team. I just don't see any other year where where the U.S. team was on the same page like that. Yeah. And That's, it, 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 yeah, on the same page and having that amount of talent, you know, like yeah, the 2012 team, team got suck. close, yeah, you yeah. know, 20, 2018 got, got, got close, but like, yeah, having the combination of the crazy talent and being on the same page, because like the 96 team still has a lot of talent, but they're nowhere near on the same page. I mean, Barton nope. himself just talked about how like that team just was like kind of selfish. They kind of yep. play for themselves and, you know, you know, squabbled about minutes and stuff like that. And he said that just didn't happen in 92. You know, 92 was just like totally harmonious and you got to give it to Chuck Daly for that. I think that's a really cool 100%. thing for him. I mean, he, he, he had the pulse of that team and also they just killed everybody. I mean, so. I just think like that was much easier kind of group to manage um, if you kind of allowed them to be them, you know, like allow Jordan to go go out and golf however much he wants. And then, you know, he will give you his all when it's time for the game, you know? So uh, I think Daly did a really good job. Uh, Chick Daly did not call a timeout to the entire Olympics uh, because they were always ahead by so much. Like that is awesome. Like I, anytime well, I coach like, a game, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, guys. Like let's, let's draw. Get the, ball to Michael. Yeah. <laughs> get the ball to one of our other four great players on the court yeah. right now. Yeah. It's yeah. like, that's, yeah, you're right. It's like, what was what he really going to say <laughs> in a timeout? I bet halftime was boring because he probably was just like, ah, right, keep it up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, good job. But, um, okay, that was fun. Uh, yeah, the next game that we do will be a much uh, closer game. We're going to pick one from 2012. Um, mm. Don't know if it's going to be the final. That is that is a really good game, too, against against uh, Spain. But we're going to pick one from 2012. We might have another guest joining us for that one, but uh, be looking out for that. So um, thanks again for Austin. I'm Adam Johnson signing off for Vintage Matches. Peace.